about a hole in one. Are you serious? There'll be another front foot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the, the front foot with Richard Stansbury and James Green. And a bit of an abridged version this week. That man there, Jordan Tunbridge, unable to join us this week. No change room chat with the J-Man, as I've just dubbed him. The J-Tub. James? No? I don't know. <laughs> Give him a new nickname, mate. Um, by the way, where the hell are you? Uh, I am currently in the car. So I'm just a little bit, little bit strange this week for everyone involved. Yeah. Not driving, I should add. Not driving. Not so. driving, but you do have a twenty, sorry, two hundred thousand dollar car with the Bluetooth <laughs> in there, so that's all right. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, extreme, man. Something else you shouldn't be doing while you're driving—that's having a beer. Uh, our beer of this week is Stone and Wood Pacific Ale, a great Australian beer coming from um, Byron Bay. Have I told you when I stayed at the brewery before Stone and Wood took off? Because I had a mate whose dad actually created Stone and Wood and got to stay in the brewery as an 18-year-old just drinking straight out of the fermenter. Really? Surely we haven't utilised that connection well enough in recent times. Yeah, I haven't spoken to the guy in about 10 years, so... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no good. But um, I figured, because it is a very summery, very Byron Bay type of beer... um, this uh, past week, we've had some sunny days, especially on the weekend. So I thought, you know what? On a sunny day, not much better goes down than a stone and wood. And in the depths of winter, I'm starting to get over it. So I'm just trying to find some positives and trying to look forward. Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. We're getting to that stage, aren't we? Where it's uh, final time will be upon us soon, and in September it gets a bit warmer. So yeah, that's well, what we're looking forward to. I don't know if you and I will be too interested in the finals, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. As I said, a bit of an abridged uh, front foot this week. Do get involved on social media, Instagram, we are at the Front Foot Podcast, Facebook, the Front Foot, Twitter, the Front Foot Pod. James has got Furfield Fact, he'll throw that at me later on. And uh, who would you rather, two heavyweights of, oh, well, the, the, the leader world, the, the politician world? Um, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, mentioning Facebook, we got a message from Friggy, Ben Friggy, saying, Hey guys, first time, long time, good on you, uh, big fan. Can you revisit your episode one or two where Collingwood was labelled a basket case by one of your panel members? Thanks in advance. So are you going to apologise there, Richard, or Ab- what's his stance now? Absolutely not. Um, I don't think I used the term basket case, but I'll, I'll tell you what. I, d- I reckon you might have. Oh, jeez, well, you know, they haven't done they haven't done anything yet. I, I will I will retract my statement and uh, hand out an apology if they win a final. I still don't think they will uh, win a final this year. So if they make top four, you still expect them to they're, go out? They're, they're not making the top four. Well, they could. No, I'm, I'm saying it. I do not think they will make the top four. I challenge anybody else to come up with a reason as to why they will. They're not well, that good. Uh, I don't know. Seventeen rounds in or sixteen rounds in, they're in top four, so they must be doing something right. Nah, uh, that'll change. That'll change. Uh, we had a. We also had a message from a uh, good friend of ours, Matthew Matthew Bayano or Sparky. Uh, <laughs> I should jump on Richmond's bandwagon because I'm guaranteed to ruin their season. <laughs> yeah, I love that, and I wholeheartedly agree. Anything you jump on turns to oh, what's what's the opposite of gold? Rust. 
turns to Russ, and we don't want to see Richmond go back-to-back, especially because it cheapens then what Hawthorne did a few years ago, as well as who seriously wants to see Richmond win another flag. No, um, so if you no, jump no. on the bandwagon, they're not going to win it. So, James, we need you to say now, <laughs> are you on the I bandwagon? Do, I, I do think that it's Richmond's to lose. There it the is. Moment, That's so. all we needed. That's all we needed. <laughs> bandwagon. Yep. So uh, if, if Richmond don't win this year's flag, you know you've got James Green from the Front Foot Podcast to thank for that. Uh, speaking of the bandwagons, I'll tell you what, anything I touch turns to gold. How about France? Absolutely destroyed them. That was so good. Yes, it was a great final. They uh, smashed Croatia in the end, and um, my, uh, my poor English mates uh, didn't go quite as well as they thought. I think they maybe got a little bit ahead of themselves with the old, it's coming home. Yep. <laughs> but yep. uh, they still performed very well. France obviously taking it out. And uh, the other one that we were on, mate, was uh, the Fed. Oh. Get oh. it. Absolutely. But seriously, get around Kevin Anderson, the bloke that knocked him off. And then went on to feature in, like, the longest match ever in tennis history. And yeah, then, no, unfortunately, went down to the Joker. No, no, he performed very well. But um, as we as we were saying as well, mate, obviously, Richmond, uh, after their loss on the weekend, they've kind of been brought back to the pack a little bit. I still think they're by far and away the best team. How about GWS? Oh, big what chance. Big chance. Absolutely. So, I, um, I, I reckon they're making... Uh, the top eight, and that doesn't really matter. They will, uh, well, they're going to have to travel anyway. They can still win it. I tell you what, though, uh, West Coast proved they can play and win at the G. Oh, that's got me excited from a point of view that it's not um, Richmond's just yet. So I reckon, yeah. tell you what, watch out for the Eagles. That's right, mate. It's, uh, it's shaping up to be a pretty exciting September. Uh, don't know about my Hawks, though. No, not sure about the Hawkers, mate. It's a bit of a... James Sisley being uh, going down oh. injured as well really hurts the back line, and I think big boy McAvoy's injured as well. Oh, it's just, uh, yeah, not looking good for you, is it? Cyril gone. Oh, no Birch. Oh, God. <laughs> the Front Foot with Richard Stansbury and James Green. Do it, Ben. Fridgy did and Sparky did. Send us a message on Facebook. We are The Front Foot. Instagram at The Front Foot Podcast. Twitter, The Front Foot Pod. We're on Stone and Wood this week. Grab a beer. In particular, if you can, grab a Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. They are outstanding, especially when the sun is out, uh, like it has been a little bit here in Melbourne. Uh, In a bit, we'll get to who would you rather. But first, we need to find out where we are putting our money, James. Mate, I am buying on the World Cup. Uh, obviously, it's finished. I was going to say, you know it's over. <laughs> yes, but I reckon it could be closest to the best tournament that they've ever had, well, particularly that I can remember. Um, amazing games. I think I saw one stat that said there was only one game out of the 64 that had a nil-all draw. And in terms of a sport where it can be quite boring and um, a little bit tame, to have that for 63 games of the tournament is just amazing. Uh, captivated the, the world, really, and... Uh, in the end, I think the best team won as well. So for me, it was a huge tick uh, and really exciting just to get up uh, throughout the, the late evenings here in Australia to uh, to watch the games. And and on top of that, thank God that SBS took over the rights. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought it was one of the best tournaments of all time. Yeah, that's fair. Well, there's only been about four that you could probably remember. <laughs> so... But you're right. No, but in terms of entertainment and uh, global appeal, I just thought it was—I thought it was awesome fun, and um, I was 
I was all over it for the entire month and shattered that we now have to wait another four years. Now, I was thinking you might think that I was stitching you up, but I am putting my money on the Carlton Blues Football Club. Explain. I'll give you three words. Crips. <laughs> yep. Um, Kerno. Fisher. You like fish? I like fish. All yeah. three of them. And in different... Absolutely. The three of them, if they aren't stars yet, maybe Fish has got a little bit to do yet, but they will be stars for that football club and I reckon they will lead them, oh, who knows what, but into the next generation to hopefully more than one win a season. The only problem is we're not playing starting five, mate, so you need to fill in another <laughs> 25 positions, including when injuries happen as well, which is... My only issue with that, with that buy, but who are you swapping this week, mate? I'm swapping Novak for Nadal. I've never liked Novak Djokovic. I do nah. not know why. It's I've just, never liked him either. I love Nadal. Um, <laughs> if Federer is the gentleman of probably world sport, what's Nadal then? He's got to be something. Uh, the Spanish stallion? I don't know. Oh, right. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's not all about looks, James. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, he's won a number of uh, Grand Slams. Obviously, he couldn't get it done over the Joker in the semi-final. But, um, but Novak cracked it at, I think it was someone in the crowd, and he, he dropped the old F-bomb. And I thought, you know what? You wouldn't, you wouldn't see Nadal or Federer do that, but considering Novak knocked off Nadal, I just thought, you know what? At Wimbledon, no. I would have much preferred to see Nadal walk away with it. Nah, that's that's fair because he has a bit of a history of that as well, Novak. And I remember a few times he like retired in the Australian heat oh. during the Open. It's like, well, you play a summer sport, mate. You're meant to be able to deal with heat, and I'm sure it's yeah, it's some, something that uh, whether it was an injury or something like that. But he just seems to suck it up a little bit as well. Absolute coward. And I see here you being the money man. Surprise, surprise, dealing with money. <laughs> yeah, so I've got uh, a bit of a story that came through, obviously. Uh, everyone knows that we're huge NFL fans. And Le'Veon Bell, uh, the running back from the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, had an option to take up a $70 million deal, five-year deal, uh, and instead opted for a one-year $14.5 million deal. So I don't really understand it. So I'm swapping. I'm going to change that decision for him. I'm swapping the 14 mil for the 70 mil and just going to take the cash. I, I just can't fathom a reason why he would do that. Obviously, he thinks he's worth more than that. thinks he can get a bit of a payout next year uh, when he will go into free agency. But from all accounts, that's probably the biggest deal for a running back of all time. So I can't believe he said no. I am going to quote here one of Australia's greatest of all time broadcasters with one word and say, why? Why would you... Why? Why? That's, that's all that comes to mind, unless he's thinking he's going to have a breakout year and then maybe get more money elsewhere. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, mate. It's just very strange. I just can't, can you imagine sitting there with your, with your agent, with your, with your family, and you go, you know what, I'm going to knock back $55 million. I'm going to say no to that. The only thing I knock back is beers on a weekend. <laughs> sitting on the couch or sitting with you at a bar, just knock back a few Stone and Wood Pacific Ales. <laughs> And just quite very true. Do you That's know? Very true. Do you know the uh, the broadcaster I was talking about? 
Uh, you don't. No. Uh, Neil no. Mitchell, known for just the why. He always asks <laughs> why. Oh, <laughs> anyway, Mate, be- who are you selling? yeah, but I was going to say before you sell me, um, I'm going to sell Will Smith from uh, uh, the World Cup. Wasn't great. Don't know why he was performing there at the closing ceremony. Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Not a, not a fan. He's an actor these no. days. He hasn't sung since what was it? Uh, Men in Black, the first one, yeah. which was the late nineties. I, there was again. There was just a lot of people saying, "Why?" Just yeah, that's, uh, it, that is no. odd, isn't it? Yeah, no. I mean, it's Europe. How many stars you got there, or even global stars? And you've gone with the Will Smith. Don't if like it. If you could choose, who would you have? Oh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the, uh, the the like a band. See, the, for me, what I would love to see at an AFL Grand Final, which is an equivalent type of thing. I always wanted to see ACDC or the Foo Fighters there. Coldplay. Who are you selling this week? <laughs> Mate, I am selling, and we spoke about this before in our bandwagon, uh, poor Fed. Now, might not know this, he played that quarterfinal on court one and not on centre court. Sorry, I just need to pull you up there. That system is so stupid. Court <laughs> one, you would assume, is the first court. It should be <laughs> centre court and court two. <laughs> Well, yeah, we can sell him that as well. <laughs> but I'm sorry. The Boku, I think he's won like eight Wimbledon. He literally owns the grass on centre court. How dare they put him on court one for a quarter final? It's, it's ludicrous. Who was on uh, the main court when that happened? Oh, I've got no game? idea. I actually didn't check. I just thought it doesn't even matter. It may, it may have been at the same time as Nadal and uh, Joker, but no, I don't care. No, 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 it wasn't. Wow. No, it wasn't the same time as that because um, Fed was out before that. Um, the only thing I can think of, if Murray had a game at the same time, but he w- didn't go that deep in the tournament. Nah, Murray didn't play, mate. He wasn't. He was injured. Yeah, there you go. So I, I don't know. I don't know who or what sort of precedent has been set for the greatest of all time to be to be put on court one. But I would have thought that he would just pick his own schedule and he would have been uh, straight on centre court. The front foot with Richard Stansbury and James Green. Send us your thoughts, uh, if you agree, disagree with either of us, or just think, what the hell are these two dickheads on about? Uh, send us a message on Facebook, we are the front foot. Fridgy and uh, Sparky did this week, get involved. Um, Alright, time for Who Would You Rather? I do love this. Now, two of the big heavyweight leaders in the world uh, over the past week or so did meet. Donald J. Trump and Queen Lizzie herself. This came about because I love the footage. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Of Trump cutting off the Queen. <laughs> They're walking around um, the, the, the palace there, out of Bucky. And um, he keeps walking in front of her and cutting her off. And poor little old woman, she's trying to get around him, but he just keeps cutting her off. I thought, <laughs> what a flog. Classic Trump form. And it, uh, it made us think here at the front foot, who would you rather as your captain of your team? Trump or the Queen? Now, James, we know that you're pretty much a, uh, oh, what's the word, a voluntary pom yourself. So I've given you the queen. Sell us on yep. why you think you would have the queen as the captain of your sports side. Yeah, look, I'm more than happy to have the queen because, firstly, she's a legitimately good human being, uh, which I think is uh, any precedent for any leader around the world, whether it's or, or even in any organisation. If you're at, uh, in an, working in an office or on a building site, you need someone who's just got common sense and... Uh, a bit of, yeah, 
human decency. So the Queen's taken a tick there. She's obviously loved worldwide. Everyone loves her. She does a lot of community community work. Uh, she's really good at building strong relationships. And I think in any team that would be key as well. Uh, you know, you've got to really rally the troops and, um, you know, not put up a wall. Towards the other oh, cool. team members, uh, you know, not not someone who would just go out and be like, you know what, you're sacked because I didn't like what you're going to do. Um, you know, she's a really strong relationship builder. She's also got a very strong history, uh, and she's got huge leadership skills. She's actually been in the position uh, for the she's the longest serving monarch uh, in England for 65 years. Yeah, outstanding. Now, in terms of uh, having that sort of historical uh, leadership background it can't really be beaten um, and she's obviously uh, built that up over time people love her worldwide and plus when you're a queen you're a monarch and you don't have to be voted in you just you are the leader you yeah. are the captain yeah so. see you've got a few flaws in your argument there the the thing you've sold on most is personality it's not a it's not a, a popularity contest mate one of the greatest leaders um, that there was was, if not the most hated man in history, Adolf Hitler. He's a horrible human being. Cannot argue that he was not a good leader. He was a good leader. Well, how did he have so many people following him? So you're, you're a little bit flawed with there. Longevity doesn't really mean anything, especially when they can't be voted out. I think it's important to have uh, people uh, voted in. It's a democracy. You've seen um, countries around the world absolutely collapse because they haven't been able to vote out a leader. Saddam, well, the Queen is a born S- leader. Saddam, born into it. She was meant for it. Saddam Hussein, ring any bells? Yeah, they couldn't knock him uh, off and he destroyed uh, them. Anyway, uh, I've gone with five uh, key points here that absolutely sum up what a good leader is. I've gone decision-making, goal-setting, confidence, labour of love, judge of character. So Donald J. Trump, not a very popular person. No. But even if you aren't popular... You've got to do the best thing for your team. So his team, America, he doesn't care about anybody else on the outside, and he's very open with that. And his whole motto of let's make America great again, everything he has done is for his team. Cannot question that. Goal setting. He's quoted saying, you have to think anyway, so why not think big? Good. That's what's earned him millions, and that's what's getting him his next bit of silverware. Uh, Confidence. (laughs) The most confident person I reckon you will come across is Donald J. Trump. Uh, quoted saying, show me someone without an ego, a- ego and I'll show you a loser. That's an outstanding <laughs> point. The guy's got char- charisma and a little too much confidence, and he loves what he does. If you're interested in balancing work and pleasure, stop trying to balance them. Instead, make your work more pleasurable. That's outstanding. He loves what he does. I think that's very important. Because if you're just born into something, you've got no choice. So who knows that Queen Lizzie actually enjoys what she does. And why... I'm sure she enjoys what she does. Oh, how do you know? How do you she know? She lives in a castle and doesn't... She's literally the Queen of England. Oh. I love that. Plus, judge of character is very important when it comes to a leader. Uh, how many times have you heard Donald J. Trump say, you're fired because he's not afraid to cut someone and bring someone better in. That's why Trump is a better leader than the Queen. This is The Front Foot with Richard Stansbury and James Green. I feel like I always win these arguments and it's great. You didn't win, mate. I did. No way. Well, we'll we can take people's votes on Facebook and Insta. 
Uh, yeah, we'll put it out there. I know I'd definitely take the Queen over Trump any day. She, uh, she knows what she's doing, old Liz. You would, you big wannabe pom. All right, time for <laughs> Furfield Fact, Jimbo. What do you got for me? All right, mate. Well, on the back of uh, some bit of news in Australian sport this week, and we haven't mentioned this yet, Timmy Cahill's retired, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. But here's my question. Or I Furfield thought you were going to say if that was Furfield Fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did he retire? No, no. Tim Cahill has a better goals per international match ratio for Australia than Zlatan Ibrahimovic does for Sweden. Obviously, uh, Zlatan's a big favourite of ours on the front foot, so I thought I'd combine the two. So does he have a better... Does Tim Cahill have a better goals per international match for Australia than Zlatan does for Sweden? So is it a question or are you stating that Cahill does? No, I'm saying... So, oh, so I'm sorry. I'm saying Tim Cahill does. My apologies. Tim Cahill does have a better average of goals per showing. Per in, per so the thing is that Sweden Australia. would play more international games than Australia. Cahill is the standout scorer. Ibrahimovic is outstanding. I'm going to say it's... I'm going to say it's fact. I'm going to say fact. Yep. Mate, it's a 30. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> you've so just, you've just changed that last minute. Yeah, I know. He scored 50 goals in 107 appearances for Australia. Yeah. And Zlatan uh, has scored 62 goals in 116. So ratio Cahill 0.47 and Zlatan 0.53. So oh. Very close. Uh, but I, I, the, the point of that, though, as well, is just the kind of you know, Zlatan all around the world. Obviously, he's done a lot for clubs. Uh, and country that, that both of them have that you know that's the sort of um, setting that Cahill is in really or standing that he has uh, in, in he will go down as an absolute star one of Australia's best sports persons hopefully um, we will be able to have you and Jordan in studio next week we are the Front Foot Podcast Beer of the Week Stone and Wood Pacific Al get on it